Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If we can get a testacuzzi and put cold water in it, I would sit like that all day at work. And that would mean that when you're hot and sweaty under your desk, your balls at least remain cool. Hello and welcome back to Test Tube Baby. This is episode two. If you've come here from episode one, I'm absolutely buzzing because it means that we did something right. So my name is Miranda Burns and sat across from me is Tristan Hall. Hi, fiance. Hey. Hey. Are you having a nice day? I am. I've had a wonderful day. You made me breakfast, which I was did. just hash browns, but that's fine. Hey, it's a Nothing thought wrong. that counts. It's the best part of a full English is the hash brown. So I would have a plate of hash browns any day. And so I made you a you. coffee. And you went to Sainsbury's to get lunch, which uh, is a wonderful roast. I'm just being such a great wife right now. And you wonder why I put a ring on it. Hey. That's why. And why you want to make a baby. So wherever you are, we hope you're having a lovely day. If you are new to our podcast family, in Test You Baby, we're chatting through all things IVF and hopefully beyond because cross your fingers that one day there's going to be a baby joining us. Now, in true Tristan and Miranda style, there will be a whole lot of tangents, more than one euphemism, and inevitably we're going to expose and embarrass ourselves. Now, a little bit later on, I'm going to go through the supplements I'm taking and the tests that I've had done so far. But first, I think you deserve some context. So here's a timeline explaining how we got to where we are now. It all started back in we need some June. Mu- wait a second, we need some music, we need some music, we need some music. Okay, off you go. <laughs> so it started back in June 2018 when I got diagnosed with endometriosis. Tristan was not a part of my life at this point. So technically it wasn't actually, you know, your life didn't start until I rocked exactly. up. Exactly. So <laughs> let's just forget that ever happened and it's... move on to when I appeared. All okay? right, so it's all just a hazy dream, but it existed. And yeah, I did get diagnosed with endo. Fast forward to February 2019. Tristan and I meet for the very first time. I know, in sunny Brighton, sunny, lovely Port Slade. Yeah, a specific part of Brighton, if you haven't been there before. A little bit less glamorous. I mean, if you've been but... to Brighton, you've probably not been to Port Slade, yeah. let's be honest. If you are from somewhere else, in the UK and you go to Brighton you're going yeah, I really fancy going to that Tesco on Port Slade High Street <laughs> and the KFC and we did go to the KFC we did go to KFC wasn't so a date or anything but, Port Slade yeah. is a less aesthetically pleasing part of Brighton but I lived there for about 10 months so it has a very special place in my heart and yeah it's where Tristan and I met uh, so I'm a radio presenter and I was presenting a show Brighton Capital at the time Tris came to visit because we had a mutual friend and four of us well you we all went out for pizza after the show rewind Rewind to when you first saw me, because I want you to. T- I want you to tell this story, because this is, <sighs> this is adorable, and it really does show that it was, it was for Miranda at least, love at first sight. 
Okay, so I was doing my show, my breakfast radio show, and like I said, Tris and the mutual friend who's called Chris Blackmore, we love him very much, uh, they came in to say hello, and Chris was like, let me introduce Tristan to you. I did, as Tristan likes to remind me quite frequently, a double take, because I was just quite taken aback at how good looking Tristan was, all right? I put it out there, I just thought, wow, he's he's lovely, I'll have another another glance. Um, so yeah, literally, we just said hello, and then I had to rush back on air because we were live and I had stuff to say to the people of Brighton. Uh, and I guess, well, I wrapped up the show, came back outside the studio, chatted a little bit more to you, and then I went home. And that evening, I got a text saying, hi, uh, three of us are going out for pizza. From from Chris. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I wasn't, at this point, we weren't in, in communication. I didn't even have your number. No. No. Wow. Can you imagine the time existed where I didn't have your phone number? Oh, God. How sad. How did we live? I don't know. Um, so I got a text from Chris saying, hey, we're going out for pizza, want to come? And I'll admit, I said no. I was like, no, I'm tired, I've got a headache, I'm not interested. And I went to have a nap. <laughs> I got up from the nap about half an hour later. And this is going... That's not a nap. You practically just closed your eyes for half an hour. I was a breakfast presenter. Half an hour is not uh, a nap. Trust me, I, I could nap for 10 minutes if I needed to. I once came into work at half five and slept for five minutes on the sofa just to try and like, I don't know, inspire I would say that, that that's more of a doze. Okay, so a doze is anything sub <sighs> 40 minutes. Okay. 40 minutes to an hour and a half... Two hours is a nap, and then anything over two hours is a sleep. Fine. <laughs> Where does a snooze fit into this scale? I think a snooze is under 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So I had a doze. What's a cat nap? That is what Winston Churchill used to have throughout World War Two, and that literally is like a couple of minutes. Fun fact, history fact. Wow. If there are any history people Life out there. Life really does come alive when you speak sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Such a picture. Do you want me to finish yes. this anecdote so, or not? So I had a doze, all right? I had a doze and I got up and I got out of bed after my doze and it was like I saw the light and it's going to sound so hippie. But my sixth sense kicked in and somebody somewhere told me, Miranda Burns, you need to go and have pizza this evening. So I did. And I sat down at a table, uh, me, Tris, Chris, and then another friend. It's really confusing because Tris and Chris sound exactly the same. And sometimes I get them confused. Call me Tristan. Tristan. So Tristan, Chris, myself, and then another friend called Francesca. We all went for pizza. And me and you hardly spoke the whole meal. Really? No, 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 no. Just enjoyed our pizzas. Yeah. And... And that was that. We, you know, Chris dropped you home and then we went back to Southampton. Yeah. And that was that for us. At the time, I completely unrelated No, I was in a relationship and this was, I'll admit, quite a toxic relationship, one that I was very unhappy in. And through absolute coincidence, the following day, not only did I lose my job in radio, but I also... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, wait. You met me... And then the next day, you ended your relationship and lost your job. Yeah, those things both happened in the same day, which was a pretty rough day. Like, I'm so sorry. As 24 hours go, it was rough. I mean, I say it was rough. The radio bit was rough. The relationship thing was a relief. I was glad to be out of it. And I kind of just went over my life. And I had a surgery to remove my tonsils the week yeah. after. And my life just kind of continued on as normal. Yeah. Now, we were in a group chat, so with the people that went for pizza with us. And it was the 16th of March, so a whole month and a bit later after first meeting each other. And I was scattering my granddad's ashes in Liverpool, which I know is just like a really random tangent to be going down. But that was what was happening. And I was in the car and we were driving up to Liverpool. And I thought to myself, I was like, oh, I'd love to chat to somebody. I just, I just want to talk to someone unrelated to the situation uh, who I reckon would cheer me up. 
And again, a really weird turn of fate. I just kind of thought, I'm going to text Tristan. I'm going to take his number out of the group chat. And I'm just going to say hello. So it's like the sixth sense thing with the meal and saying you need to go to this meal. You need to meet this person and chat to them properly. The sixth sense thing, oh, which is so hard to say, struck again so many S's. Ah! Um, and I thought, I'm just going to text Tristan. Do you ever get it? Obviously not now because you're you know in love with me and we're very happy. But when someone texts you and you're like, oh! butterflies and i was like why the fuck is she texting me oh but right for such like a, a good reason like a random sunday afternoon mm-hmm. or something yeah and i look at my phone and miranda burns has texted me i was like why the what what my first thought was what the fuck have i done wrong <laughs> okay it was how how have i offended you or upset you and it was literally just a nice little hello yeah it was just hi how's your day going do you want to chat for a bit it was that innocent and i was like okay is Chris at play in this? I think I might have texted Chris and asked him if he was responsible for this. He's like, are you guys together and trying to wind me Trick up or something? Me. But apparently not. No. And therein begins the story. And I think the end of March, 30th of March, we actually met up. Properly. Properly, Just properly. The two of us. And went for coffee. And I say went for coffee. We probably sat in a coffee shop in Birmingham for about four or five hours. Yeah. And chatted. And then afterwards we got pizza. I remember being in that coffee shop and thinking, oh my goodness, I'm really, I really like this guy. I'm getting on with him so well. I think with something like a coffee shop, you know you've been in there a long time. When you look around and realise that the people who were around you when you first arrived <laughs> yeah. are very much no longer there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that further you know, cements itself when you realise that you are in a coffee shop on your own yeah. because it's about to shut. <laughs> Okay, right. we're like, hang on a second, what's going on here? And it was like, it's you know, the early evening and yeah. we realised that we've been there for so long. We're like, we don't want this to end. So we went and got pizza yeah. and then I dropped you home and it was really, really lovely. Yeah, I don't think I've ever clicked with someone so quickly in my life. Conversation just flowed. Man, here we are making a podcast. I know, and here we are still talking. Hopefully making some money from that conversational skill. More importantly, making a baby. Oh yeah, that's, sorry. That's the that's the top. Oh of the my list. goodness! So now you know how many interest in that. Let's get back to the science of it all. So that was April, and then we moved forward from the beginning of April, and kind of were unofficially together. <laughs> Jump ahead to October 2019, so about six months later. I'm complaining of pain in my abdomen. Now, I always say, you know your body better than anybody else. And I just had a feeling that something was wrong. So we went back to see my consultant who'd done my original laparoscopy when I first had endometriosis diagnosed. He felt my tummy... And just from feeling my tummy with his magic godly hands, he was like, yeah, I think there's a cyst there. I've got a sneaky suspicion that you have got another cyst on your ovary. I mentioned to him in this appointment, sat across from him, I was like, I'm a little bit worried about my fertility. At this point, I hadn't considered it too much because, well, I hadn't met you. I hadn't met the person I wanted to have babies with. So until you're in a relationship where you're like, yeah, this is the one, I don't think kids really crosses your mind. I mean, for me, at least, I'd never even... You know, I'd not met the person I wanted to have children with. And I am obviously four years younger than you. Mm. So I think it was extra not in my mind. And infertility wasn't even on my radar in any way. Yeah. I mean, do you know what? I'm actually really, really grateful. I think it was my mum that suggested you need to ask him about... Good old Celia. Oh, we love Celia. She just like thinks ahead, doesn't she? Do you like need to ask him about your fertility? Anyway, so I did. I said, I'm worried about what's going on inside. Is there anything I can do? And he said, yes, there is a blood test called an AMH test, which at this point in time, I had never heard of. Uh, It tests your hormones to check 
kind of what your ovarian reserve is looking like. It's not 100%, but it's like a pretty decent indicator. So I had the blood test and then I booked in to come back in a couple of weeks to have an internal scan just to confirm this cyst that he thought was there, whether it was there. So we come back and we have the internal scan and lo and behold, yeah, there is a cyst there and it is seeping liquid out of it. And uh, he's like, I'm really worried that this corrosive substance is damaging your eggs. He says, I've also got your results back from your AMH test. So we get taken from the scan room into like a separate little office. Which is never a good sign. No, exactly. I know. It's like we're taking you to the same Here is a room. Here's a comfy chair. Sit and listen. Uh, and it's like, oh Low no. lighting, a couple of plants just to make you feel great grounded you just yeah. know that it's not good usually as well they'll be like i'm gonna bring a nurse into the room as well to hold your hand oh, luckily at that point in time i had both my mum and tristan with me so i had the support that i needed but he basically said i'm afraid for your age you have a really low amh and with the ovarian cysts that we've just found that's leaking liquid everywhere on your insides this does not look good we need to sort surgery out for you and then you have to start ivf i want to remind you this is six months on from when Tris and I first properly started speaking. And already we were having really serious conversations about our future as parents. That is nuts. Like, I know they say when you meet the one, you just know, like you have that instinctive feeling, but that is crazy. Like half a year in and we're talking about having babies. It is testament to us though, isn't it? And our, and our relationship and how strong it is. Yeah. That I, I know I only speak for myself in this, but... As someone at the time who was 21. Oh, you're so young. I was young. 21 years old at this point and I was thrown this message of, yeah, you know, you're not, you, this person who you want to spend the rest of your life with, you're going to have to like make these decisions now. Right now. It's, it's the curveball to end all curveballs, isn't it? And with IVF, I know that people will say, oh no, you can, you can freeze eggs, you can freeze embryos. There's all these different options. There was no point in that process where we sat there and thought, oh yeah, Miranda will, will, will freeze her eggs. Yeah. Which, again, is testament to us and the fact that we were so confident in you and I at that point in October 2019 after being together for just six months, not even just together, but being involved yeah. with each other in anything more than just a friendship for six months. We were so confident in ourselves and our relationship that we were like, yeah, of course. There was never a moment where we thought, oh, eggs will be the right choice. Yeah, we chose embryos. We chose to put the sperm with the egg to make the future child. Lots of people, when they think about their fertility in the future, they freeze their eggs because, and I, I understand why you would want to do that. It's, it's your part of the process and you don't know whether the person that you're currently with in the relationship is gonna still be on the scene in maybe three years time when you come back to the treatment. But we were just like, now we're ready. We are just so ready to go ahead. So then comes December, 2019, quite a formative month for Tristan and myself because my second laparoscopy happens. And Tristan, although I already was head over heels in love and he was in my whole entire world, proved himself on every single level possible as just the most kind and thoughtful and wonderful human being, selfless human being, because you essentially nursed me through that laparoscopy. Um, he was allowed to come and stay over during the surgery and bless his little cotton socks, norovirus was spreading around the country at the time. And he knew that if either of us got ill, we wouldn't be able to have my lap. So Tris washed his hands every day 
15 times a day. To more a, than that. Was it yeah. more than that? A lot. I'm talking like, not just when you go to the loo, I'm talking like you just constantly washed your hands because you didn't want to get any of the germs and you didn't, you didn't want to catch it yourself and you definitely didn't want to pass it on to me. So much so that his knuckles split because the skin was so, so dry because you didn't want to get me poorly. Isn't that so cute? You're so lovely. And then come to the nursing itself. Yeah. And when you're in hospital... The day nurses, they were fantastic, weren't they? And we had a an evening nurse who, bless her, she would not have been able to physically help you. She was like five foot nothing, wasn't she? Yeah. And there were times where she would try and help you up and she just couldn't do it. No, because if I need to go to the loo, you need support. If you've had, if, sorry, if you're not familiar with laparoscopy, it's abdominal surgery and it, it can be pr- pretty major if there's lots of things that need to be fixed inside. So you don't have the core strength to pull yourself out of bed and like go to the loo. There is no way in hell if Tristan wasn't there that I would have been able to get to the toilet with her assistance. No way. And we were determined to not need a catheter put in. Yeah. We were like, Miranda is not going to have a catheter. So every time she wanted to go to the toilet, I had a little fold-out bed next to her. Oh. And I'd hear, Tris. Tris. And And when I say every time, bear in mind that we fell asleep, put the lights out. And then I was asleep because I was knackered after this day. And I look at my phone when she first says Tris. And it's half an hour later. I know. It felt we were so up, bad. we were up and down so much in the night. But... We did it and we smashed it and you didn't need a catheter and you came out of hospital the yeah, next day. Yeah, got discharged. The laparoscopy was finished. The cyst was removed. The AMH level had been determined. And Tristan, in the midst of all of this, had done a sperm test. Now, episode three is the episode where we're going to go into detail about the sperm test. So we're not going to touch upon it too much now, um, but we basically realised that there was a little bit wrong with his sperm. So there was, there was a lot at play here. There were my gammy insides and there was your slightly troubled swimmers. <laughs> what have they been through? Why are you referring to them as troubled? <laughs> it's been a rough They've ride. had a very difficult past. Um, their childhood was fraught with, with sadness and, and heartbreak. And now they're here. Did you know, side point, that if you want to optimize your sperm and its capacity for swimming, you shouldn't let it get too hot. If you overheat, it kills them off. Laptops on on your lap. I don't know if you've seen a testacuzzi. What? So online you can get these things that are like, I don't know if they're jokes or not, but you can buy them on Amazon. And they are like a Tupperware-sized thing with two little insert bits. Like a container? Kind of. Uh, and you put water in it. Oh my gosh, stop. And it's a jacuzzi for your testicles. Like cold water? Well, no, 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 no. It's supposed to be like, you know, as a as a, as a a thing to kind of, you know, it's a joke, right? It's a novelty gift. <laughs> but it's a test... It's, <laughs> Is it the kind of thing you get from mankind? It's exactly. Like, like it's yeah, the first yeah, yeah. thing on the left when you come into mankind. Secret Santa. It, like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> got you. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, a funny joke gift. Classy gifts. But it's a testacuzzi. And I was wondering... I, yeah, I'd love a testacuzzi right now. If we can get a testacuzzi and put cold water in it, yeah. I would sit like that all day at work. And that would mean that when you're hot and sweaty under your desk, your balls at least remain cool. Not that you get hot Are you and trying to sell this? Is Sorry. That, <laughs> why do you sound like you're doing an advert? <laughs> It'll mean when you're hot and sweaty at your desk. Test you, baby, sponsored by Testacuzzi. <laughs> Find one in your... Testacuzzi. Like a jacuzzi. Testacuzzi. It's a jacuzzi. Testacuzzi. 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 How many times can you say testacuzzi? Anyway, we haven't got one of those. One day we will. I'm going to buy one for you next month. Um, so, okay, we say goodbye to the laparoscopy. That is done. And we have all the data and the facts and the figures ready to start IVF. Then comes 2020, and little did we know, or in fact anybody in the world, what was just around the corner. So in February of 2020, we started 
our IVF journey at the very, very beginning. We hadn't done anything yet, but we'd basically signed our life away. There is a whole lot of paperwork that you have to go through when you embark on IVF because it is a massive commitment. And like we said, we chose to do embryos. And when you choose to do embryos, you're basically you are tying yourself down to this person for the, the rest of your life. Because if at any point in the future, say your relationship breaks down and one of you wants to use the embryo, the other person in that relationship, that embryo partner, um, they have to give permission. It's like, imagine, it's like a marriage and divorce, okay? It's a similar kind of severity of commitment. So we spent probably close to three hours at our IVF clinic with a wonderful embryologist called Jane, basically having everything explained to us. And like I said, signing our life away. And we skipped out of that appointment feeling such anticipation and excitement. And then bam, COVID happened. So when we say that we were supposed to start this podcast in 2020, that's why we were supposed to start IVF in 2020, but every single thing got stopped. I mean, you probably know already that routine medical appointments got stopped, scans for things, like serious cancer treatment. It was awful. So obviously fertility, fertility treatment, that is going to have a, a pause as well because people, everybody had to run all hands on decks to save the lives because of the pandemic and the coronavirus outbreak. Um, so we got a phone call basically saying, I'm so sorry guys, but IVF is not, is not happening and we don't know when it will start back up again. Now, weirdly, this would have been fortuitous for us because in May 2020, three months later, we actually found out that we were pregnant. In August 2020, however, that pregnancy ended in a miscarriage, which was awful and just heartbreaking. And we were both devastated by everything that we'd been through, especially considering we were told before that it would be impossible for us ever to get pregnant naturally. So we really did think that she was going to be our miracle baby. Um, we had to take some time away from the whole thing just to process it and, and get out the other side. And in December, we made the phone call to say, right, we are in a mentally stable place and we are ready to pick up where we left off and restart IVF. Then we got COVID. <laughs> so oh, that happened as well. Yeah. yeah, do you remember that? Of course we got COVID. It's been such a busy what year. What a way to round off a year. The worst year of our lives rounded off with coronavirus. Oh, that was not the one. So yeah, we had COVID and we had to wait three months post COVID before we could start fertility up again because I just don't know the implications that having that infection, you know, could have on your future baby and your eggs and your sperm. So we had to wait three months and then finally, here we are in the present day a year and a month after this whole thing was supposed to start, beginning the IVF pilgrimage. There have been lots of tests along the way. I've already explained the AMH test. And like I said, episode three, we're going to delve into Tristan's sperm test. I've also had an internal scan to check the state and the number of follicles on each of my ovaries. I think our consultant said that I had four on one and five on the other. He thought it might have been three and five, but after a lot of internal wiggling, which is incredibly painful and poking around um, with this internal probe, he worked out that actually he thinks it is four and five. I did ask him if that is an okay number and his exact words were, it's normal for you. So knowing my history, I think that means it's probably a little bit below average, but we haven't yet researched. Do you know what? I'm happy with four and five. I thought it was going to be one and two. So four and five, I will absolutely take. We also had a blood test because before you embark on IVF or any kind of fertility treatment, you have to know that you don't have HIV because obviously you could pass that on to your baby. So Tristan and I had a blood test the other day. Tristan has a phobia of needles. We had a blood test yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Wow. I'm, I'm hot off the chair. How do you feel? 
So I have like a deep-rooted, horrendous fear of needles. Now, this comes from growing up and having bad experiences. And we won't go into that today. Call it what it is. It's, it's a phobia. A phobia. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. And I think for the last couple of weeks, every time I've had a spare moment, I've thought about it. Couple of weeks? Trish, you've been worried about this since like the beginning of January. It's, it's been hanging over me for a few months now. Yeah. And it's because it's this impending thing. Mm. There's no way to avoid it. It's going to happen. It's like, like you say, it's like an exam. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is how I compare it. So if you don't have a phobia, imagine you have a really serious exam or a driving test, something that you're nervous about. You're going to for the two months or so before, every time you have a quiet moment, have that thought pop into your head and suddenly panic about it. This is what it's like living with Tristan <laughs> when there's a blood test on the horizon. We'll be like sat watching the TV and suddenly you'll go, I don't want to have a blood test. Like, where did that come from? Or we'll be like upstairs in the bathroom brushing our teeth, literally minding my own business. Tristan. What do have a blood test? Oh, I felt so bad for you. And there's nothing that I can say because you have to have one. But I was so proud of you because yesterday you were a real champ. You you powered through. I smashed it, right? Yeah. The whole way there. I mean, from the moment I woke up, I was not right, was I? It was like it was like living with another person for 24 hours. It was really weird. The night before as well. You were getting upset about things you wouldn't usually get upset about. <laughs> it really plagues on me. I, it's horrible. Oh. I hate it. And... You said, I mean, we, we both acknowledged it afterwards. The car journey down was not pleasant. I spent the, the two hours with my hand on Tristan's lap, just like reassuringly patting him every now and then. We were so quiet. We usually chat for hours when we're in the car and put the world to rights. And literally what would happen is we would sit in silence with the radio really quietly on in the background every 20 minutes or so. I don't want to have the blood test. <laughs> That's all that happened. This is what happens. And oh. And when we got there, I had to like psych myself up. I did what I do before rugby and like get myself in the zone, yep. you know. And then we walked into the hospital and we went and had the blood test. I sat down, needle went in my arm and you were in there as well because yeah. you know, we were both in there. Oh, I heard all the awkward small talk that Tristan was making to try and keep himself occupied. What were we talking about? The wedding? You had, no, you had to take your t-shirt. You, no, you had to take <laughs> your jumper off. She, she was... <laughs> she, Sorry, the phlebotomist was like, would you want to take your jumper off so that I can get to your arm? And you said something like, oh, yeah, show off my arms. <laughs> nobody asked to hear. But you were just being so awkward. I was terrified. Like, Welcome to the gun show. Like, nobody says that. But I forgot that happened. I, I, just, I was just holding your jumper like, it's going to be okay. She gave you a little bit of a weird look, but she was so supportive. I'm crying. That was oh. hilarious. I'm so proud of you, though. You smelled, you sat down in the chair. You were wriggling your hands about, oh, this is a big chair, isn't it? Like, <laughs> sort of sitting up, rocking back and forwards a bit. So how long have you been working as a phlebotomist? Oh, nice weather we're having. I do feel a little bit silly because in this process, Miranda is going to have to inject herself every single, like herself. There's yeah. no one professional doing it. No. It's her or me, which we're going to do at some point, which yeah. will be fun. But that is all on you. I had a trained professional whose literal job is to take blood doing it, and I was terrified. All it is is a sharp scratch. Oh, don't sharp, say that. Sharp don't scratch. That. But it's done. The blood test is done. The HIV test will be done. The results, obviously, hopefully, well, they... <laughs> <laughs> what are you worried about? 
What do you think's happened? Who have you caught that off? We've not left the bloody house since last year. Sorry. They will. They will come back negative and then we can start. Um, which means that Tristan is a whole new human being. It's like you're walking and you are like one stone lighter. The weight that's been lifted from your shoulders. Because there are two things. There were two things you were stressed about. Annie Lennox walking on broken glass is playing in my ears constantly. Yeah. And I feel incredible. Like you're floating above the glass. So my two things were obviously the blood test, mm -hmm. which was hanging over me and has been, like Miranda said, since January. Yep. And the other thing was uh, Harlequin's young superstar fly half, Marcus Smith, and the news about his signing. I was worried about whether he's going to stay at Quinn's and he has stayed. And I can't tell you how excited I am about that. Tristan's a Harlequin super fan. He likes yeah. rugby. But these two things were hanging over me. And I said to you, didn't I? I was like, I think out of everything going on in the world right now with a global pandemic, my two biggest concerns are our impending blood test and Marcus Smith leaving Harlequin's. And now he's staying at Harlequin's. I've had my blood test. Yeah. We're about to start IVF. Woo! You're free man, I'm proud of you. Um, okay, right, I'm very boring. I thought you went to high five me then. Can we just do uh... Oh, did I leave you hanging? <laughs> I, I, can I go Hey, there you go. Okay, so before we wrap up this podcast, I'm very quickly going to run you through the different supplements that I'm taking. We're going to do another episode where I go into more detail about them. But, oh, can you hear that? That's just Miranda's noise. stomach. <laughs> I rattle when I move now. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you more detail on how they're supposed to help. If you are starting your IVF journey and you're just interested to know what I am on, well, here we go. Um, I am on COQ10. I'm on omega-3. I'm taking vitamin B6. I'm taking, obviously, folic acid the big boy. And I'm taking vitamin D3. I also found out via another blood test that um, I have really low iron levels, which is just another important fertility nutrient. So I'm about to start some prescribed supplements of that. Apparently I'm not at anemic level, but I'm pretty darn close. So we're going to add iron supplements into all of that. So yeah, like I said, I rattle when I walk. I also ordered this super cute uh, pill box from Amazon. It's rainbow colored. It goes from Sunday to Saturday. If you listen to episode one, then you will know that Tristan hates the fact that some people start the calendar week on a Sunday, but here we are. Um, and that's what I order all my different supplements into those different boxes. Um, so yeah, there we go. You are now completely caught up on what happened before and where we are at right now. That is it for today. If you like what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review, share with your friends, family, parents, guardians, grandma's best mate, whoever it may be, <laughs> and make sure to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, please get involved and leave a review. It will make our day. Uh, right, next week, it's the Tristan Show. We're going to go into detail on what it's like to do a sperm test, everything you would want to know, and also how the process is going to work in two weeks' time. So the first time round, we're talking like a sports day at school. Mm -hmm. This time, it's the 100-meter final of the Olympics. Yes! We're choosing our champion swimmers. Well, Jane is, not us. Yeah, but... not us. We don't know what we're talking about. Uh, and don't forget, you can see our faces over on Instagram. Miranda.Burns. Tristan.Hall. And Test Tube Baby Pod. Pod for podcast. Woo! Love Happy you. Bye. bye. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.